And welcome into Smooth Operators, everybody. I am your host, Greg Splankberg. Alongside me is, of course, my other co-hosts, Noah Phillips and Ben McClurk. And yes, I'm wearing an Auburn football helmet. My brother just graduated, and I will now take it off. But now we are back to our regularly scheduled Smooth Operators programming. And this today was the Christmas of racing, as Noah Phillips called, called it last week, even though the Coca-Cola 600 was delayed until tomorrow in the glorious state of North Carolina at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. But we are back once again to talk Formula One. How are you guys doing today? Man, I'm great. Life is good. Life is good. Noah, reporting from Triple H, the Horton Hardgrave Hall. How you doing, brother? I'm also doing good, Griggs. As you can see, I finally was able to charge my headphones for one of these podcasts, and my parents are in town, so you know I'm just having an absolute barrel of fun. Your parents are in town, and you're at Triple H. What a great day that is. But now, boys, it's time we talk about the main event of today, and that was, of course, the Monaco Grand Prix. So the Monaco Grand Prix happened today. And, of course, as it has been for the past couple of weeks, it was Max Verstappen winning the race, also taking pole with one of the greatest qualifying sessions these eyes have ever laid eyes on. Winning qualifying over Fernando Alonso by point, barely over .1 seconds. So, unbelievable. Less than a second, Max Verstappen wins over Fernando Alonso. Over two over getting gaining over two tenths in the last sector of Monaco, which is one of the shortest sectors in all of Formula One, yeah. and he goes on to win the Grand Prix with a uh, time of one forty eight fifty one, beating Fernando Alonso in a track that's very close together and everyone close together by twenty one twenty seven point nine seconds. One of the most dominating Monaco Grand Prix I have ever seen from a driver. Let's hear what we got thoughts from today. As long as one of my favorite drivers that I always mention, who always never does well when I mention him, it is uh, uh, Esteban Alcon for Alpine getting third place. So Don't none of us mentioned him on the last. None of us on. No, 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 no. None of us mentioned him on the last show, which is why he finished third in probably the most prestigious race in all of Formula One. So, yeah. what Alpine do we think today about this race? The Alpine curse is broken, at least from uh, our show's the, standpoint. The Alpine curse is broken. I've been brewing on that all day. Um, also, you know, he just drove flawlessly. Really proud of Esteban for keeping it together when the rain came down. And I mean, just just an overall thriller of a race, really. Like we had we had so much action and a lot of surprises. Even Max Verstappen himself made a rare mistake, um, nearly going off at the uh, Raskas and hitting the wall. Crazy events there. Um, Let's see what else. I mean, Fernando put the pressure on for a little bit, but wound up being pulled way behind by Verstappen's overall pace. Um, a lot of good battles. I was I was very surprised. I thought it would be a processional race. There was quite a bit of passing and quite a few incidents. What about you, Noah? And to think the F1 governing body was about to take this track off of the F1 calendar a year yeah. or two ago. And to think they almost did that. That was a fantastic race today. Um, really? Going to go ahead and mention the top two before Griggs gets a chance to speak about it. I already mentioned the top two. What are you uh, talking the about? Next two, the next Alonso two. Alonso knock on. The, ne- the, the next, next two. Uh, McLaren. Or not McLaren. Gee, come on, no. You're in Triple H. You're in a place of absolute uh, studio. A business. Academics, yes. Hamilton. 
and George Russell coming in fourth and fifth, uh, locking down that fourth and fifth uh, position for mm-hmm. the light green team that y'all don't want to accept the fact that is light green. The light green? Are you talking about Mercedes again? Yes, Come on, Mercedes. Noah. That is light green. I don't care what y'all say. I'm it's, tired of this. Blasphemy. Your main color is black, so. In the F1 thing, they show up as light green. In the F1 thing. Well, F1. The F1 app. Go ahead and look right now. The F1 app is run by Liberty Media, which is in and of itself a media corporation. So, as unbiased journalists here at Smooth Operators, we choose not to listen to the mainstream thoughts, but propose alternative crazy conspiracy theories like Daniel Ricardo to Alpha Tauri. Man, we've been promoting for conspiracy theories forever. That's like one of the foundations of this show. We we go crazy. We say Michael Schumacher has already passed on. We do all the things. Don't remind people of that. It's one of our foundations of our no, show. We submit that to the IBS Awards. That's why y'all won the award. It was a it was a pity trophy. The only reason I wasn't mentioned is because I wasn't on that lacrosse broadcast. But congrats to you two for winning broadcasting awards. Left, right, and center. Um, speaking well, of, we, mostly center because we don't win much. Yeah. Speaking of which, left, right, and center. Kevin Magnuson was all over the place. Let's let's talk hmm. about. That. I think I think personally he should have been handed a penalty, um, given how strict the stewards were about um, other people, such as George Russell. Um, you know, they handed him a five second penalty, and then another five second penalty for serving it wrong. And it cost him quite a bit of mental effort, not really position, because they still wound up fourth and five. But Kevin Magnuson um, was really all over the place. When I mean, I know it's not that important to the overall scheme of things because they weren't racing for points positions, but Stroll trying to get past him was like, on the straight, was like trying to get past, oh, shoot, I don't know, a brick wall that's blocking the entire road i've never seen a man cover so much road on the straight and not get in trouble i mean i, I mean I he, he was doing it. he was doing everything like you're saying like he, he was the first one to go to full wets he does it again he does he does he gets a dnf but he still finishes where lance Stroll was in last with a no contest but i mean he just struggled from the start like he yeah. got into trouble early with contact First driver on the full wets. He, I think he pits on lap one due to a wing damage that he received. Yeah. But just a bad day overall for Haas with Nico Hulkenberg scoring 17th and Kevin Magnussen scoring 19th in a race. I mean, they both didn't qualify well, which is this course more than any qualifying is more important than any other track in the Formula One calendar. So I will say yeah. they were caught out early by that. Lando. And Ben, there's uh, Ben, there's someone in the window behind you. That's kind of funny. Yeah, they they just went away. Is that your brother? What happens when you spend time with family, everybody. <laughs> Back in Dothan, Alabama. No, I'm uh, I'm up at Lake Martin, celebrating uh, my dad. Um, it's his birthday in two days. So happy birthday to Father McClurkin from my dad. Smop family. Oh, it's it birthday weekend. Birth, birthday. Yeah, weekend. and that. That of course is my little brother hanging out in the background. I love that how like he like knows to turn away once we say his name because you turn immediately and he goes away like that. 
Yeah, and speaking of hanging out in the background, let's talk a little bit about Carlos Sainz, you know, just mm. how his race went. Um, obviously, he was definitely something that we took notice of at the beginning. At least I did. I thought he was on for a great race. Um, yeah, so... He qualified Greg Snow. fifth. He qualified, he qualified fifth. fifth. Yeah, he qualified fifth. A little bit higher. Uh, no, he, he was... He was brought. He was shown a lot in the in the TV broadcast today. Like he was all over the place. Whether they were double stacking at Ferrari when they did their final pit stop, where Leclerc went first and Sainz second, that kind of messed him up in the race. And then just yeah, he was on the radio a lot with problems today. Drops three places in Monaco off of so most likely all pit stops along with some track mm-hmm. problems as well. But yeah, yeah. not a good race. For the Scuderia driver in eighth, Charles Leclerc holds position in sixth after receiving a three-grid penalty. After I saw the penalty he got for uh, Lando Norris in the tunnel, which it was a penalty. Like he legit moved in no, front of. Yes, it was. No, I don't want to hear that. No. Ferrari no. fan Noah. No. Noah. He At moved. At least he got he, points this year. He was At on a yes. He got, he got points, points last year. He got points last year. He did. He yes, he did. He, he finished like fifth it. or fourth. He finished oh, fourth last year. Oh, it didn't feel that way last year. After <laughs> it didn't feel it that didn't way. It didn't feel that way. I'm just glad there's we no still like, had the hope rain at didn't. That point. We still had hope. I'm glad that. the and Leclerc, Leclerc's qualifying versus his finishing position disparity has grown so much more. <laughs> no, the fact that um. Crofty jinxed this race where he's like, there has never been a Formula One, or it's been like 50 years since a Formula One race has had back-to-back races with everyone finishing, and the race has never happened in Monaco. And then all of a sudden, there goes Stroll. There goes Kevin Magnussen. So that messed up the prediction. So back-to-back races could have had with no, with everyone finishing. But nonetheless, we had 18 finishers. The rest of the top three who finished were Hamilton in fourth, Russell fifth, Leclerc sixth, Gasly in seventh, uh, Science in eighth, Norris in ninth, and Piastri in tenth. So Griggs' prediction of a, uh, a McLaren driver finishing the top seven was this close. We were only close. one spot, two spots away. But double points from McLaren, that's definitely something that we can mention. One of two teams, one of three teams who had double points finishers, that's being Rebel with, or no, oh, whoa, only two teams oh. finishing with double points. It was Mercedes, McLaren, and McLaren, Mercedes, and Ferrari with Hamilton and Russell four and five. Leclerc and Science six and eight for Ferrari and in ninth and tenth. Norris and Piastri. So three teams finishing in the top ten with double points. But for the McLaren boys, that's got to be a little. Even though it is only three points, that's got to be a sign of improvement over there oh, from yeah. the English team. Yeah, the blokes at Brackley are proud, as they would say over there in the UK. Um, they have to have the best campus, like with that reflecting pool and everything. It has gorgeous, to be the, the nice-looking campus. I think. They, almost, they almost sold it. They, I'm so glad they didn't. Um, and I got to say, that livery from McLaren was something else. I, I love the tribute to the Marlboro and the uh, black McLaren F1 GTR, which is not an F1 car, by the way. It's a sports car. But that tribute there was spectacular. Um, I love Chevron on racing cars. Reminds me of the Indy 500 and uh, classic races of F1, Ayrton Senna, um, and the. That, that was just a, that was just a beautiful car today. Stunning, and guess what? It's coming back. 
and we're going to see it in the sunshine of Catalonia next week at Spain. It's going to be fantastic. I love you know, that. One. You know a car looks good when Ben gets on Twitter and quote tweets it. So follow at junior underscore McClurkin for all the good F1 tweets. Because when he tweets, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's a good time. You know it's a good tweet. That was an excellent shout-out, Greg. Thank you very much. But I think for the first, like, 53 laps, Monaco was kind of boring, like how it normally is today. But then once 54 hit and everyone was switching on to wets, everyone has to decide where they're going to change tires. Fernando Alonso switches to hard up to the medium tires. Then one lap, legit one lap later, he switches to enters. It was just a madness today. It and, made and one that, of the most... I think Ben was going to say that I think his prediction was correct about uh, seeing green cars on the Mercedes. Oh, no, don't do that. I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't well, do ben, that. You went ben away for a few seconds. What do you want me to unfortunately, do? Unfortunately, Ben's prediction of Logan Sargent winning pole was not correct. So... I, I Man, said, I said, watch it. McLaren. That was correct. I said, watch McLaren. That was correct. Um, you were, hey, I was the one who was on McLaren this week. Yeah, you were. You were too. Hey, um, technically, double points equals get, seventh or above. That technically equals I got, that. I got two thirds of the podium. I got two thirds of the podium, and I can be proud of that. Um, yeah, I picked the winner, as Meatloaf used to say. Um, let's see, what else did I predict? I predicted rain, and we saw rain. So, we did see I'm, rain, yes, because we saw the forecast said rain all weekend. So congratulations I mean, on pick, predicting something pretty simple. It was not forecast all week. And yes, it was. We brought no, it up on, on Sunday, the podcast. Come we, on. I, I read Back, the I read the weather report from my phone. I didn't. I didn't. Factor fiction. I read it to you. You were on the podcast. I love how my, I love no, how my I factor fiction thing has come true in this podcast. My po- factor fiction saying thing. Because oh, I am... Fact or fiction, and it's true. But yeah, well, fact or fiction. you know who's fact? You know, you want to know a fact? I'm stomping you in F1 fantasy. You uh, know also fact? a fact. I've had one of my season predictions come true already, Benward. That is a fact. All 20 racers finished the Miami Grand Prix. Fact or fiction? Preseason, preseason, I picked the top three best drivers, and my my fourth best driver which would have consistently scored points was yuki sonoda and he struggled off the bat but he's really improved so i dropped him and made a mistake i'll admit that but i'm still winning in our fantasy league fact even want the cookie fact or fiction did nick devries almost score points this week yes he did he was close did not get a cigar (laughs) we did not we, we argued about this last week if we would buy or sell our con- his contract. Does this add anything to his uh, contract weakness now, boys? Uh, yes, because he still has not received points yet in F1. He's one of two drivers who has not received points yet. I think he's still on the hot seat. Absolutely. Him and Sargent now are having a largely pointless season. and I mean, in- incompetent cars, yes, but they could at least compete with each other for a point. Ben, are you team hype train hopium? No. Who are you then? Objective L plan. I think I might be ahead of you now. Wait, no, I am hype train hopium. What do you mean? Oh whoa, 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 whoa. All of a sudden you decided to change your team name. Well, yeah, Steam Hype Stream Hopium is in first I'm... place. Then it goes Blake Young. Then my guy uh Quez fam, he's from here in Charlotte. Shout out Chris. 
then it's me, and then Noah. No, you're... no, no. I, I, I'm no PM. Yes. Yes. So then Noah, you're dinosaur by Hank Williams, correct? Yes, I am. But before you say what place I'm in, I'll like to preface this by saying I have the worst fantasy luck, no matter what sport it is. I've been playing fantasy football for the past three years, and every single year, my running back has got hurt or arrested. So well, I, Ben's talking about, about Logan Sargent, but then Logan Sargent finishes with zero points every week. Yeah, I know. He hasn't gotten me a single point yet, but I it, am in P1, so okay. I forgot the, the lineup didn't save. I changed Nick DeFreeze out of my lineup from Emila, and he is still there. So that is very disappointing for me. Well, he almost yeah, got I did points. That. You were almost getting points. I was almost, because Max, Max Verstappen at the double driver is the cheat code of the season. Still, Noah, I'm he won by over 200 points, so I feel pretty secure. Eh, yeah, but we'll see what happens the rest of the year. Any other closing thoughts we have on Monaco? I think this is one of the best Monaco Grand Prix we've had in quite some time, just because the addict factor of the rain going, and there was no red flags or stoppages yeah. in the race. I, th I think yeah. it was one of the best. One of the most beautiful, too. I think the TV broadcast has uh, really improved since we had a flash cut of Lance Stroll from a couple of years ago. TV and was TV it just yeah. and was it just me or was there actually ads in Monaco for the first time besides Rolex? Because I've noticed ads along the track, like you could see the Heineken 0.0, .0 when you're going through the tunnel. They had the digital graphics when you're going through the tunnel. If you could see like the team radio on the side when you're going through that tunnel. The digital graphics were there last year. Um but I don't recall there being as much sponsorship. I remember there being mostly red and white barriers in the colors of Monaco's flag. Exactly, because I saw like the you saw the Salesforce coming out of turn two. That's the one I noticed and then the most. All the Pirelli, all the Pirelli in uh, the final two corners. It was like everywhere. Shaw, because I don't remember seeing that much of Monaco last year. Mainly because I don't remember much of no. Monaco because it was raining the whole time. But I just was surprised to see that much advertising because I thought Monaco's whole thing was we don't advertise that much. Yeah, well, they did. They sold out, and honestly, if that keeps them on the calendar, I'll be okay with it. Get your bag. Get the get bag. Get your money. Get, get your money. Up. Get your money. Yes, that's going to do it for our yeah. talk on the Monaco Grand Prix, and now... Hang on, hang on. Double... Hang on. Whoa, 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 no, it's wait, got something wait. else. Before you talk about Spain, i got to ask Let's you two go. questions. Did y'all see Tony Khan commit a pass through the grass in the Indy 500? Tony Khan, as in the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Fulham Football Club? No, not that no. Tony Khan. I thought you were about to oh. say uh, AEW it's Wrestling, which sold and, the pay-per-view well, right now. A, he also owns AEW Wrestling. He does. It's Tony Khan, K-A-N-A-N, the Indy Yes. Yeah. No, I did not. So that, was I talking about the right person then? No, Tony Khan's yeah. father owns the Jaguars. Tony Khan just yes. owns AW Wrestling. Well, yeah. Tony Khan also no, Tony Khan doesn't own AW or does he own? I thought he was like the chief like executive officer. No, he owns anyway. it. He owns it. Anyway, oh, Ben, gotcha. did you see this fantastic pass? Um, unfortunately, I did not. I um, you want to know why you didn't? Because the coverage was terrible. <laughs> Holy moly, there were so many lead passes. On NBC today, it was almost exactly like NASCAR on Fox. Because of the fact the Chicago, the Charlotte 600 oh. was not today, I, ah, God, the TV oh. production behind motorsports is oh. killing. Oh, here man. comes now with this NASCAR. The TV coverage. production behind 
motorsports is killing me. Hats off the the Monaco people today. They did a fantastic job. I'm so proud of them. They did. They did a good job. They really but... did. And honestly, most of it comes down to luck because you never know when somebody's going to go for it. You know, you can have a really great broadcast where every single pass is captured, but most of the time you don't see it until after the fact when they post the highlights. And that's just because you're watching one guy and then all of a sudden, oh my goodness, another dude's just going for it, you know? Yeah. And, all right, I mean, you got to give him a little bit of grace there. You know, it's it's hard to... It's really hard to accurately broadcast the Indy 500 because the cars are moving so fast around there. Average speeds at over 218 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Right. On, to Spain. Huh? on to Spain. No, not on to Spain. I got one more question. Oh, okay. If you guys won the Indy 500, which uh, kind of milk would you have to dump on yourself? Dude, I would be drinking whipping cream. I want the mm. milk, milk that there you is. You want the good milk pour when you're pouring it. You just want oh, the... Yeah. I want mm. heavy cream. I want it thick. But you're going to have to drink it as well, though. You have to have a good oh, yeah. drinking no, milk, but it's also got to look good when you pour it on yourself. I would drink it. You drink the whipping cream? Yeah. Why nice. don't you just All say right, you no? want Cool Whip that you've left out in the sun for a couple hours? Why, why don't you just say that, Ben? Why don't you I was going to vote for, I was gonna no, go for cream disgusting. cheese, but, you know. Uh... Oh, we're going that round. See, I I really only drink chocolate milk, but that would look terrible. So I'm gonna go with two percent. I'd probably go with whole, actually. Whole. Maybe calories in that, brother. I wanted. Well, you're pouring on yourself. You're taking like two sips, but because that looked the best. Because like I like skim milk, but that would look bad on the pour. You know what I'm saying? You have to get that good half and half thing. You know what I'm talking about? Cool. You know, cool, you, cool, we, cool. we know we'll know it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I. I... Why, are we find that good... about, why are we talking yeah. about milk? We're talking about the Indy 500 for a second. Okay, okay. I'm kidding. We're talking about, we have to find that good, like, mix, like that good half and half <laughs> where it looks good on when you're drinking it and the good on the pour. This, is, but a no, great, no, this is a great no context. This is, this is great, journal, uh, great journalism, great podcasting right here. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get to the main topic as well. It is Spain 2023. This is happening this Sunday at uh, uh, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, if you're in God's time zone, a.k.a. the Eastern time zone. It is Spain 2023 at the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia, with the track is at 4.657 kilometers a lap with 14 turns, Two DRS zones, 66 laps, 307.236 kilometers uh, uh, for the entire race. First Grand Prix held here was in 1991. And, of course, there's no lap record because, if you don't remember from our show earlier in the year, they have changed the circuit of the Catal uh, Barcelona, Catalonia, where they have changed that, I believe it was turn, uh, what was it? A, turn 14. Turn 13 to 14, where it is now a straight turn. Easier overtaking. This makes this track just a little bit better. So, boys, let's talk about this track. They've changed a little bit. There's going to be a new lap record held here now because of the change in the track layout. But what can you see here from this track? That in the past has been a little bit boring, but now there's more chances for an overtaking from that turn 13 and 14. Well, what I will say is technically it does have a lap record. It's just set before they put the chicane there. Well, that's um, true, but still. 
though F1 does not count that as a lap record because the track has changed and then changed back. Well, um, that's awesome yeah, when I, 7 and 8 were a lot smoother, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. was 7 and 8 used to be a really good corner to dive in and then get it get it around 9 and 10, which is turned into a sweeping bend, and it always has been one of my favorite spots to watch. Not not for the overtaking necessarily, but to watch the cars really put load on their tires in medium and high-speed corners. Um, I, I re- We've been hyping this race up for some time now, so I really hope we see that come to fruition. Um, I know, mean, I want it. Go ahead. There's been a lot of talk about it from us. Yeah, just because this track has just been very hot and cold these past couple years. It's just, I want to see a good Barcelona again. I want to see a good Spain because we can't have all these European, like, actual racetracks go away. We've already lost Paul Ricard, even though on this podcast we don't particularly like Paul Ricard. No, the French I mean, like us. Love- no, the French like us. We love Paul Ricard. We love we love France. I want to see I want to see F one go back to. Hey, we love Alpine. I've always loved Alpine. You guys don't want me to say I love Alpine. Uh, I I want I want F one to go back to Sharad, the old mm. road, the old road course. Have y'all seen those videos? It's, it's insane. There's rocks lining the track. Anyways, I want to see. Look, hey, we're big Alpine fans in the show. Even though hashtag we love France. Now France is our number two most listened to country. Shout out France. Thank you, France. Thank you, France. But living, listen to an, listen to an English podcast like us right now, or an American, but in Eng- the English language. But we love Alpine. You guys have just wanted me to stop saying I love Alpine because it helps them perform better. So the French fans should love me because when I talk less about Alpine, they win more. Well, now they they're, they're going to have two DNFs this weekend, Griggs. If they get two DNFs this weekend, I will eat a whole baguette on Instagram Live. You have my words. That is a Griggs guarantee. Perfect. The GG. If, Let's see that. if if the Alpines have two DNFs at the uh, Circuit de Barcelona Catalonia next weekend, I will eat a full baguette live on the show while we're talking. In one Great bite. Guarantee. In one bite. No, he's not doing one bite. My brother in Christ, one <laughs> bite of a giant <laughs> fridge baguette. Too hey. much. But you know what? I'll butter the baguette for you. All right. But the thing is with this track, like we've added a little bit to it, but Again, we want to see these like actual racetracks stay in Formula One because we don't want to see it all become street circuits. That's where yep. we get the the we just get the fast racing in the street circuits. We don't get a lot of the good because a lot of these street circuits are just made for speed and for entertainment. It's not really for that overtaking that we want to see in Formula One. Baku or Saudi Arabia come to mind when you mention those. Yes, Baku and- I think so. Baku I think is the best street circuit in that sense. If, correct me if I'm wrong in that terms of that street sense because we've seen passing on that track a little bit more. It's not but like it's a all, Monaco type of thing, but like. All the passing in Baku is in the straight. I like I like Monaco because people actually have to go for it, you know, in a corner and not rely on their DRS. I think that personally makes the racing better. And as we saw today, there was even chaos before the, the rain came out because you're actually racing into each turn. And I would like to see a lot more of that in racing. And that's what those large purpose-built circuits are for. It's for corner-to-corner racing, not passing in the straights. And that's what I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. I don't care if there's a lot of passes. I care if the passes are good. Sure. 
Very true. true. No, what are your thoughts? It looks like you've been brewing on something I, over there. I have been yeah, unable to keep up with this conversation. We had a baguette. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of things for uh, for no context. I week. have a lot. Sometimes it's hard. I might have to do multiple photos this week or whenever yeah. this gets posted. Probably like tomorrow. a collage, like four different things. <sighs> collage of no context Griggs. Follow our SMOP podcast Twitter if you want to see that, along with Noah's account at Noah underscore Phillips 64. I'm getting all the plugs in today. You are, man. Oh, yeah. You're doing great. You're doing great. Follow what? me also at the Griggs, under, the Griggs B. The people so fine on Twitter. No spaces. No caps. No spaces. No spaces. No caps. The Griggs B. But no cap. No cap. No cap. That is correct. I'll tell you one thing I do want to see, though. The Chicago Street Circuit. They're running for NASCAR. The Detroit Street Circuit for me. The Chicago. Ben, you're saying no, but have you looked at the track layout? No. No. You you need to go look at it because it could be interesting. I watched the iRacing race they did, and it's not that bad. Yeah, I did I did see some clips from the iRacing, and it genuinely looked fun. I just don't know in, in the real world how that's going to translate. I'd rather go there than Miami. And okay. iRacing's iRacing's pretty Ooh. close. iRacing's pretty close. Hold on, I'm looking at the Chicago's layout right now. Hold on, we're getting all we're getting all mixed up right now. Is there, is there enough oh. width? This is an interesting track. Noah's talking about. It's basically just all like straight corners, and then there's like a loop going down towards. I believe that is turn uh, five. I think, like the one that goes like up like this. Noah, am I correct? Yes. Goes like, like that, horseshoe and then they race yes, around. And then it goes uh, to like whatever their central park is. Yeah, yeah, and then they and then they go like another one that's like, hold on, NASCAR's trying to get me to subscribe to their their account. Absolutely so, not, son. We got video. You can like hold your phone up to the camera now. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get this right because I have it on the lock. Yes. So here it is. So this is what it kind of looks like. So right here's the the line. Here's turn. No, that's turn twelve. Here's turn one. It goes up right there, right around to turn three, four, five, that six. Does not look right. Seven, eight, nine, ten, around there, eleven, twelve. So basically just a lot of things. So it looks like right here it's like the the bullet train from uh, Disney World right there in the Magic Kingdom. Right here it looks like a block you see from a kid's um uh like block game, like those wood blocks. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, Griggs. You lost me. Um, I know. It looks like it looks like there's no interesting corners on that track. Are they going over? Are they going over an interstate right here, Noah? Yes. They are. Or is that the river? No, that's the park. That's the park. So what's this? That's like like the giant gray line thing. That I'm, whole giant I've no, I've been to Chicago before multiple times. That does not look like an entrance to a park where it's like that. That's going under the interstate. It's off of South Michigan Avenue and it's right near the the plaza. I don't think it's near the, the bean, but it's near like it's kinda near the lake, I think. It's like on between the lake and the city. As you can see behind me, we've got some family members joining in. Wave hey everybody. Hey everybody. Hi Ben's family members. Yep. You know what? It's okay to have one episode per 
show where there's a little bit of chaos. We're always having chaos here on Smooth Operation. Yeah, this one's this one's been especially chaotic. Griggs, is that a Stanley Cup? Yes. I love it. My aunt and uncle got me this for Christmas. Ooh, who do y'all have winning the Stanley Cup? Oh, the Panthers. Carolina. Oh, the Panthers. You want Matt, the Canes? Oh, I, I, I hate the Canes. Matthew Tuchuk, baby, is going to win the Cup. Especially with all... Especially with all the rest that uh, Florida's had compared to Dallas and Vegas, who's going to win. Even though Dallas still has a chance to win because it's now 3-2. So imagine two series in the NBA and in the NHL where two teams were up 3-0 and that both teams could come back. So we could see that. But, yeah, I think Florida's going to win. Both times those have only happened five other times, which is weird. And only one time. It's never happened in the NBA. It's only happened three times in the NHL. Yeah. So crazy. honestly, we've been blessed with a good month in sports. So speaking of which, um, uh, the Birmingham Legion the- beat Charlotte uh, FC. I don't want to hear that. Thank you, Ethan. I don't want to hear Thank it. Thank you, Ethan, telling me that. So I can bring it up to this podcast. Oh, did he say that in the, did he say that in the YouTube comments? No, no, he called me a little while ago. I told him I was about his podcast. Oh, you need, to bring, you need to bring this up to make Greg's mad. I was like, I got you. Well, Listen, man, I can't speak bad. Hey, that's Charlotte. my that's my home club. That's my home club. That's the club I work for. I don't want to hear any Charlotte FC slander because we got a red Charlotte card FC. because one of our players is terrible. Charlotte FC has been handed an L by a semi-pro team. Yeah, because one of our players is terrible, and any team can beat a team down ten men, down a man. That's a fact. Ben used to play soccer. Fact or fiction? It's easier to beat a team with ten men than eleven men. I, we've won with a man down and scored shorthanded. No, doesn't. That's not fact. At the same, hey, they also do not have that. They also do not have that dog in them like the New England Revolution, Griggs. We do not. That's a fact. That's no team has it like the New England Revolution. We've already established this. Okay, yeah. No, we're getting way off the. We're getting way off the bat. All right, now let's get to our predictions for the Spanish Grand Prix. Let's start out with qualifying. We'll go ahead and start with Mr. Ben McClurkin. What is your prediction? Who will go on pole at the? uh, hold on. The Circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. Let's just call it the Spanish Grand Prix. The um, Spanish Grand Prix. At, I'm at risk of sounding predictable here, but I really do think that Verstappen is going to get the pole position. Um, Perez is at a slight disadvantage on um, purpose-built circuits, and the Red Bull car itself is at a huge advantage, so Verstappen starting P1. Mr. Phillips. I mean, it's probably going to be Verstappen P, uh, starting off the race in P1. But, man, I want to have fun with this. Okay. So, the last person who got pole position in the race in 2022 was Charles Leclerc. No. So, I'm going to find a way to put Charles Leclerc in pole. He did not end up winning or finishing on the podium of that race, but uh, pole position goes to Charles Leclerc. And you got to hope for it, Ben. You got to uh, speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go Sergio Perez. We've got a couple of races off without Checo winning pole position. He had a pretty bad qualifying this week, crashing in key one, finishing outside the points, finishing, I believe, 17th. I think it's going to be Sergio Perez because he knows, like, if he wins, if Max wins this race and he finishes below second or third, 
it's most likely about to get out of hand in that race. And if he wants to stay in the fight for this championship, he's going to have to win this. He's going to have to win pole this weekend because think about it. Max is now up 39 points in the driver's standings. And even though Red Bull has a comfortable, comfortable lead right now at 249 points uh, at up above Aston Martin of Lance of Alonso and Lance Stroll, they are up. Hold on, math time. Um, they're up 129 points on Aston Martin. So it's Red Bull's getting a commanding lead early, so they could be looking at back-to-back drivers' championships by the time we before we reach Austin. So. Yeah, I think Perez needs to win, get pole this weekend to even have a chance to just start get even the slightest advantage over Max Verstappen to just stay in this championship race. One thing I will say to that, I'm pretty sure the race is over for first in the drivers. Um, Verstappen now has logged more wins than four-time champion Sebastian Vettel with Red Bull in, I mean, less competitive seasons. In fewer competitive seasons, I'll say that. Not I mean, less competitive. Rebels is having such a great year. Yeah, in fewer competitive seasons, Max Verstappen. I mean, even even um, Sebastian Vettel winning in 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014, back to back to back to back. I mean, four times in a row. Four I mean, championships think, in a row. I mean, think about he Max. won every race, and Max has still surpassed that number of wins. Maybe due to longer longer time in the team, but also due to doing more with fewer seasons and I mean, having more races. But it's it's still impressive nonetheless. I mean, think about it today. Max is like what, like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, and he's already passed Vettel for the most wins in Red Bull season. Like it goes Max at like thirty eight, then Vettel at thirty seven, and then I think what was it, Daniel Kvyat uh, at like eight. Kvyat? Kvyat? I, thought, I thought it was um, Weber. I think, it, yeah, it was Mark Weber, right? Yeah. I yeah. think it's Weber. And then Ricardo, Weber, probably? Kvyat. Who? Coulthard. Daniel Coulthard? I thought Daniel Ricardo's won more than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes, it goes okay, so it goes Verstappen. My, my guess is it goes Verstappen, Weber. No, Verstappen, no, no. no. Metal, Weber, Ricardo, Coulthard, Kvyat. And then Perez, I think. Perez has got to get up there eventually. You know what? I think Perez jumped Kvyat because... Whatever, whatever. Matt, we don't know. Doesn't matter. Hey, doesn't I can, matter. We I, all can, is I can fact check this. Now. I can fact check right. this. Fact checker. Fact check me, Noah. Hang on. Let me pull up this on the Google machine. <laughs> Agree to that without anyway, reading it. Greg's winning the race. <laughs> All right, so Just... Max Verstappen with 39, Sebastian Vettel with 38, Mark Weber, Daniel Ricciardo, Sergio Perez. Strong. He did strong. have to remind you though, of Daniel Ricciardo, so. Yeah, uh, I did forget Daniel Ricciardo existed. Put, so, put sorry, an asterisk Daniel. next to it. Put an asterisk you forget next Daniel, to championship. You forget Daniel Ricciardo exists and he's still at red bull yeah i totally forgot that he won as many races as sergio perez so they're tied now that's crazy think about it. No, you're not tied perez has passed him oh that's pretty quick but then by perez then. i mean yeah 
Well, yeah. also, Ricardo was in less excellent machinery. He was never a teammate to Sebastian Vettel. Mark Webber was, and that's what helped him out. True. All right. Time for our potentially just okay prediction. I don't know what we're going to call we got to figure it out. Just normal prediction. Ben, what is your potentially, like, okay prediction of the race? Um, My okay prediction of the race? Um, hmm. I expect to see 19 cars in the in the end. 19 cars to finish. Ooh, you're, you're copying me. It's lame, I know, but that's what I got. Dude, the, the normal predictions are supposed to be kind of lame. Yeah, All right, Noah, there. what you got? Give me another McLaren two-step. I think they'll get another two points this week. Well, I actually know it. No, I'm going to say one. Since this is common, I'm going to do okay. uh, one McLaren driver will be in the points this week. Upwards of nine. I don't think they'll get the 10 spot. Upwards of nine drivers in the points. Okay. Ooh, nine separate teams in the points? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, y'all keep saying I want Sergeant to get replaced. So, all right, I thought all I'd right. throw in my own wild prediction of yours. All right, here's mine. Um, I think for the first time this year, Fernando Alonso finishes outside the top five. He's only the lowest he's finished this year is P4. I think he'll be below P5 for this race. Something about it. it's just gone on too long in his home Grand Prix. I think. There's bound to be something, a bad step happen for Fernando Alonso eventually, I think. Mm. It's been mm. too long, if that, that makes sense. He's been so close to the top step, but yet just couldn't get there. Because I think if he would have gotten pulled today, he probably would have won. The way he could have been able to hold that robo, they probably would have made bad, better decisions on the tires. He wouldn't have gone on the hard tires with one lap, then he enters. But... I don't know. I still think Aston would have been convinced that that the uh, new medium was the was the right way to go. I don't think he would have won it. All right. I think they would have lost the pit stop. Anyways. Let, let's go to our crazy prediction. We're going to go to our crazy prediction today. No, uh, Ben, what is your crazy prediction for today's race? Um, for uh, next week's race. Next Sunday's race. I love having double headers because I can just make it and see if it comes true before I forget it. Um. I'm going to say we see Alpine in double points again and Mercedes in double points again. I don't think that's too far-fetched, but I think that the upgrade packages that both teams have brought will provide them enough of an advantage to score multiple sets of points. Yeah, especially since you can't really see the full upgrade package and what it can bring, especially on the track like Bamako. But yeah. for the track like Imola, you could have seen that probably. Yeah, I think the Mercedes definitely had more downforce than it did last year, though. It it, it may have been hard to drive, but it, it improved. All right, Noah. Crazy prediction. What you got? All right. So I got two for you. And as I think mm, of a... Got a two for, I got, for the people. As I think of a celebrity to put in my second prediction, I'm going to go with two red flags. One near the start, Ooh. one kind of near the end. Okay. Okay. As for celebrities... That's going to make for a three-hour race. <laughs> as, as for celebrities, it's his home race. Why He's would... not dating Taylor Swift. We've already no, established no, that. No, no, no. That is not... No, no. I need to have this in my life. T-Swift will be at the Spanish 
Grand Prix to see her man, Alonzo. Oh, no. Nope. She's dating Maddie Healy of the I don't know who that is. So very clearly, he does not exist. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. You see this right. right here? It's a horseshoe ring. All right? It's because I'm lucky. It's also because you gamble. Whoa, Allegedly. whoa, whoa. I make investments. Allegedly. I make, Allegedly. I make investments. Sorry, I've been led to believe that you gamble. <sighs> hey, WSOP's right. coming up. You've done. Right, here we go. Here's my crazy... I'm winning the crazy prediction bracket right now. That's Roll a fact. I'm winning the crazy predictions this year. You ready? We've been waiting. Son, don't mess your mic up. Please don't spit in your mic. This is an ASMR video. Please just get it out of your mouth. Logan or Nick are scoring points this week. Somebody mute, man. He's a miss. Oh, my gosh. Logan or Nick. Logan Sargent or Nick DeFries are scoring their first points this week. Dare me to say I want, I think that both are going to score, but I'm not going to say that. Okay. One of them are going to score points, and then here's the second crazy prediction. I got a twofer for the people. Twofer for the okay. people. Sure. Double points for Alfa Romeo. No. No, no. Move on. That's Move on to the podium impossible. prediction, son. Jesus. That is impossible. That is okay. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You know what? This is crazy predictions. We don't have to think about it. But all we I have, have to say to is, think. it doesn't have to. It's provocative. Gets the people all going. All I have to say is, everyone in the best of the rest. So Ferrari, Mercedes, Alpine. They all have to not finish in order for that to be possible. I mean, who's to say Ferrari's going to have two finishing races? Well, there, buddy. Don't say race. that. Come on now. Well, there, buddy. Come don't on. say that. Ferrari hasn't, hasn't DNF'd a race yet, so. Hasn't DNF'd a race yet. But it's coming. It's, I mean, Leclerc's crashed in everything but the race. So we'll see. All right, it is finally time for our podium predictions. We've already had we've had one of our longer shows. This has been about fifty minutes. We just talked legit. We've talked Monaco and we've talked the track at Spain. Now we've talked the Spanish Grand Prix. So it's been kind of crazy. It's been a good show today. Let's wrap it up with the best of the rest. Ben, your top three for the Spanish Grand Prix next Sunday, June fourth. All right, top three. Drum roll, please. Russell Alonzo Verstappen. Okay, so Russell P3, Alonzo P2, and Verstappen P1. Noah, what you got? All right. So first and foremost, P3. Oh, boy, here we go. Going to be Carlos Sainz. Mm. P2, Max Verstappen. Before I say P1, I'd like to say a little fact. I'd like to say a little fact. Don't do it. Most wins. Not happen. Most wins for a constructor at the Spanish Grand Prix is Ferrari with twelve. No. Therefore, no, no, no. Charles Leclerc is going to be your Spanish Grand Prix champion of the world. You know what? I'm doing another crazy prediction. Charles Leclerc is the first DNF of the race. 
Don't say that. Don't. I'm calling it. I'm so, calling it right now. Hammer it. Lock it in. That's what I'm okay. calling it right now. That, that's right in stone. You know what? We got to go with it. We got to go with it, boys. No one thinks he's going to win. I think he's going to Dean him. So there we go. Um, For me. Here we go. I just think he's going to finish fifth. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> here we go. Ready, boys? So Ready. Don't do this. Stop. I do it every week. Stop. You be quiet in Triple H. Respect H Cobb. Just pull him out. Just pull him out. Here we go. I've been the most correct this year. Be quiet, Ben. That is a fact. Alonzo P3. Alonzo P3. Close P2 for stopping P1. Dude, you said that Alonzo was in fifth as your crazy prediction. No, I didn't. You just contradicted yourself. I never said he finished fifth. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, re rewrite that. Hold on, hold on. You just contradicted yourself, Mr. Bright. All right, we're rewriting this. Okay, right? Prediction is more like Mr. Self-contradiction. We're rewinding. We're rewinding the tape. We're rewinding the cassette tape. Y'all heard this up. I got pizza. Come on. Come on. Ham Hamilton P3 versus Perez P2 for stopping P1. I forgot I said uh, Hamilton... Uh, Alonzo finished below P5. I've completely forgot. That is apologies to me. Apologies to me. I'm sorry, listeners. I've wow. completely forgot that. i got to stick with my original predictions. I'm sorry. I have to stick with my original predictions. I cannot contradict myself. So, uh, okay. Hamilton P5, P3, Verstappen, uh, Perez P2, Verstappen P1. Just no. the way Max Verstappen's racing right now, even though Imola was canceled this year, so there are 22 races on the F1 calendar this year, He'll probably break his. He'll probably break his record of fifteen races this year. What do you guys think? Over or under fourteen and a half races won by Max Verstappen. Over. I'm in the over by two. Probably when over. Does he, Folks, we got. When does he clinch? When does he clinch the drivers' championship? By last question. Las Vegas. Uh, that's media. Baby. He won. He won by Japan last year. He won after Japan. Script riders won it in Las Vegas. I'll go with that too. You think he's gonna go to Las Vegas? It'll be later than it was last year. He can't win fifteen or uh, he can't win seventeen races and win Las Vegas. So, or and win it by Las Vegas. So I'm gonna have to say that he wins it by Dallas. Wins it by Dallas. Um. Um. I think away by Qatar. Ooh. So a little bit earlier than last year, even though there was one race less. So it'd technically, be the same as last year. So we'd win the same amount of races. Potentially, so this be the same. Noah, what do you think? Or do you think someone else is going to win? Don't ask me that. Like, I think someone else is going to win. I'm a realist, you pick, okay? You pick Charles. You're a realist, but you pick Charlotte Claire in every race. Yes, because I have a dream. Um, I'm like Dusty Rhodes. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know. Probably Austin. Probably Austin, okay. All right. We that go. is going to do that is going to do it for our show. Thank you for everyone for listening. It's been a longer show, but we've had a lot of fun. I love these summer shows where no commercial breaks, no everything. It's a great time. We just get to, we just get to talk with the boys. No interruptions. No time restraints. We talk great. We'll be back next weekend. Hopefully, we'll be able to have an earlier show that all these holidays are done with and everything now with all these stuff. My brother's graduation was on Friday. Graduation party tonight. So hopefully, we'll be able to do earlier shows on Sunday of next week. But until next week, if you guys missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform later on. Once Noah down there, the Harbor College of Business gets it wrapped up and submitted to Transistor. But 
Until next week, for Ben McClurk and Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Splankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a great Memorial Day week for everyone, and War Eagle.